Hey, LA football fans, the Left Coasters here. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And if you enjoy the three of us bantering over NFL football, please feel free to give us a like on SoundCloud. Head to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and help this podcast grow. You can also find us at theleftcoasterspodcast.com. And guys, get ready for a show. back. It is week three of the Left Coasters podcast. I have Matthew D'Angelo Antonio. I have Brian the Ballerina Balzarini. My name is Tony Cavallo and welcome back to another week of the NFL. It was a crazy one this Sunday, guys. Am I right? It was a crazy one. Yeah, it was. Uh, there were definitely some unexpected twists and turns. The Cleveland Browns didn't win like I thought that no, they, they would. Surprise, surprise! Is anybody else shocked? I'm not shocked. I knew the second I made that pick, that was a bad idea. But it was. There were. You know what? There were some good games this weekend. Yes. There were some games that came right down to the wire, including the Los Angeles Chargers game. Yes. I wish it had turned out the other way, but it was at all in all a good week of football. And some exciting developments. Now we've got two and O teams. We've got O and two teams. We've got one and one teams that shouldn't be one and one <clears throat> Patriots. But you, hey, you look at teams and then you see your Green Bay Packers and what happened that game. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. And then what we did on Monday Night Football, the Detroit Football Lions. The D- it was a big win for you, Brian, because Huge it put win. you it put you up ahead in this week's Pick'em Challenge, and oh, you'd be leading the Gravestone battle. Dangles and I tied in that week. Dangles is still the leader overall. It was a hell of a week of football, and we it was so such a good week of football that we could not do this episode alone. We had to bring in a heavy hitter, and we have a guest with us for the whole entire show right now. His name is Brett Green, and he is here in studio. Welcome, Brett. Fellas, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good joining us, man. Hey, I'm happy to be here. You guys are professionals. I'm loving this. I'm excited. I can't wait. We have a good time here. We try to we try to do it up. If you're gonna do something like this, you might as well go balls to the wall, right? right? You know, do do it it the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bells and whistles. We love Brett. We've known Brett for a long time. Brett is currently the star of the CBS show The Inspectors that you can find on Saturday mornings and check your local listings for times. (laughs) I was ready to say that. I wanted to say that so bad. But Brett grew up a Detroit Lions fan. We've known him for a long time. He reps Detroit in Lions. Los Angeles. Brett, my man, before we get going in this week, you got to be happy with your Lions. How long have you been a Lions fan and why? Man, I've been a Lions fan since I can remember. Obviously, like a lot of young kids, I, I got, you know, with uh, America's team, the Cowboys for a minute, you know, just because they had everybody. <laughs> but um, but since Barry Sanders, you know, the Lions were just my team. Yeah. And we watched them every Sunday with my dad and my grandpa. It just became a tradition just like it was in your house, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, I still do it. You know, still do it whether I was in Arizona or I live in L.A. or when I'm in South Carolina filming, I find a way to watch the Lions because that's just how much they mean to me. That's awesome. Who's your, uh, like, what jersey do you rep when you watch a Lions game? Oh, man. You when was the what? last time you had a jersey? I think I remember. Last time I had a jersey was uh, Matt Stafford. What and happened I, to that I literally, I gave it away. What? Two years ago, I was Whoa. so fed up with Matt Stafford. I was like, I don't even want it anymore. Wow. 
Wow. And then, he, then the man gets paid, and all of a sudden he's like looking like he could be something right now. Fat which Matt like, Stafford, you gave it away. You gave <laughs> it away. He's not fat anymore. No, he's, he's not. He's fat all of a sudden he's looking like Aaron Rodgers out there Absolutely. running around with the ball. It's crazy. And let's call it what it is. That's what being a Detroit Lions fan really is. <laughs> giving it away and <laughs> giving then bringing your, it back. Giving it away and then realizing what a huge mistake you've made. <laughs> but you know what? I had that jersey from the moment he was drafted. I was like, I want, I want this jersey. I like this. It guy. was a Reebok jersey. If if fans who are fans of jerseys on the show, we know that that's probably about four iterations. Oh yeah, uh, of jerseys. Yeah, you got. Oh, easily. Yeah. And it was like the real one with like the elastic on the sleeves and oh, the wow. sewn on number. And oh everything. man, I got it, it from one of those bootleg sites in China. It was like fifteen he bucks. Gave it away. Did you give it away to like a friend, a fan, an ex girlfriend? I gave it to uh, to Drew actually, our buddy Drew, <laughs> been on this show. He still got it. Which is funny because I think Drew has a no jersey wearing policy. He does. <laughs> you gave it to him anyway. All and right. he well, and he took it. I'm not. I'm less that less that uh, you would take Brett a gave it to him more that Drew took it. If you he has a no jersey, but yeah, but if you have a no jersey policy, like why would you be stalwart about that? Except when oh, I'm just gonna get a free Matt Stafford jersey. So I mean, I've heard him. I've heard him say on numerous uh, occasions that whole like I'm not gonna wear another man's work uniform. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I totally get. I get that. That sounds philosophy. like something his dad said to him when he was five. <laughs> And then it just is something that he's said for his whole life. Because I have those things that my dad said to me that I still say now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he relives them every moment he looks every, at the Stafford yeah, jersey on the hanger in his closet. Yeah. Well, hey, Drew, Brett, and Brian off to be happy because their Detroit Lions are 2-0. and And uh, I got to be mad at all you guys, especially you, Brian, because you talked me off the ledge of making the season over-under bet in wins for them. It looks like they're going to hit it now. Yeah, it does. I... I'll take full responsibility for that, but I'll say it again, man. They're surprising everybody. You know, yeah. we can get into it. We'll get into it a little bit wait, later. But I... Wait, 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 wait. You what? don't want to talk about the Packers? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, want you to talk about I want you to talk about the Packers. What are you talking about? I, I, all I could think as I'm watching that Sunday night football game uh, and watching the Packers, just it, it was kind of like watching a little kid try to swim for the oh, first oh, time man. and and just fail ultimately. But I, I'm curious to hear, and I was thinking to myself, you know, it would be perfect if Tony did our What Had Happened Was segment oh. this week. So, so, Tony, I wonder if you might indulge me here, indulge all of us here, uh, and uh, and tell us what had happened to the Green Bay Packers? Well, you see, uh, idiots will say it was because of the injuries. Dummies will say it was because of the defense. And losers will blame it on the refs. But I'm here to tell you that the Packers lost because what had happened was Mike McCarthy is a terrible offensive play caller. I knew you were going to say I knew, that. I, I knew you were going to say that. lead up told me everything I needed to know what, what I already did. And Let, it was Mike McCarthy. Go blamed. ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm fully ready to blame it on Mike McCarthy because this man right here, at the end of the day, at the end of the game, the, uh, the Packers ran 50 pass plays and 15 rushing plays. Two of those rushing plays were by Aaron Rodgers. One was a gadget play by Randall Cobb. So really, 50 passing plays and 12 rushing plays. That clearly is not an even split among your rushing and passing. Now, you may say they were down by a bunch, Tony. They were down by a bunch early. Of course, they're going to try and pass to get back into the game. Let me tell you what they did do and what they should have done. Entering the game with their fourth and fifth tackle on the depth chart as their two starters. Their fourth and fifth tackle on the depth chart against a team at home that's jazzed up in their home, ready to go. The crowd's going. In their new stadium. High offensive powerhouse, would your game plan not be control the ball and make the game clock be in your favor, slow this game down and just itch and edge away? Wouldn't that be the smart thing to go with your fourth and fifth again? Tackle on the depth track. Well, this is what they did. The first drive, the first time they got the ball, they were down 7 to nothing, And they ran an 11-play, 75-yard drive that took almost seven minutes off the play clock. Seven of those plays were passes. Six were runs. 
That's exactly what you needed to do to come out, am I right? Next time they got the ball, it was a three and out, two passes, one run. We'll throw that away. Are they down 14 at this point? No, 7-7 seven seven on the seven, three seven. The third drive they had, this is when they're down 14-7. to seven. It went six plays, four minutes off the clock. They had to punt it away. Five of those plays were passes. One was a rush. The next time they get the ball, they're down 17-7. to seven. They ran six plays. All six were passes. And then the last time they got the ball was inside the two-minute warning, two passes, one of them being an interception. By the end of the first half, they, were, they had thrown the ball 22 times, and they had run the ball eight times. 22-8. to eight. All of them within the first two drives, almost. Almost. So you're telling me that that first drive, if you come in with the game plan of, I want to control the clock, I want to see how this works, in your first drive, you run the whole entire field, you take time off the clock, and you score a touchdown to answer the bell. And you're not down by that much later on in the game until these turnovers happen, but instead you decide to pass, 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 pass. That was where the problem lied. Because as you know, Dangles, the line between good and great is very thin. And the line between an Aaron Rodgers-led team and what he should be, which is a Tom Brady-led team in those championships, that line is so thin. And I blame it on the walrus Mike McCarthy and the play (laughs) calling he has. Before I go, I will say one thing. In In this short season so far, there are only two teams that pass the ball more than the Green Bay Packers. That's the New York Football Giants and the Chicago Bears. I'll let you guess what their records are. The top two teams that run the ball more than they pass are the Baltimore Ravens and the Denver Broncos. I'll let you guess what their records are. The top five teams that pass the ball more than they run the ball are combined 2-8. and eight. The bottom five are 8-2. and two. The top 10 teams that pass the ball more than they run the ball are 4-16. and 16. The bottom 10 teams are 15-3. and three. You have to be smarter when you're running that team. You have to be smarter when you're running that team, especially going into that game again with the fourth and fifth tackle on the depth chart. That is what had happened. I'm blaming it on Mike McCarthy, and I'm done talking about my fucking Packers. Okay. Right. I, I just I just wanted to make sure that we've got it in there. Thank you. you know, can I just the... can I just say we know where you're coming from because as Lions fans, we we're used to throwing the ball 50 times a game. We haven't had a running game since. We I mean, still I'm, don't have one. I'm there with you as a Patriots fan. Like, I, we I was, don't have much of a running game. I don't know. You I guys at least have guys that can score touchdowns. Here's the thing, but that, like you don't even need to have a running game. Is you need to 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 make the choice to run the ball in some plays. Detroit is one of those teams in the bottom ten that they run as much as they pass. New England is 11th on the on that chart. So these teams, even though they might not have a running back, they might have Rex Burkhead back there. They still make the decision to run because it it makes the defense play honestly. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and two points to you, you you were talking about is that Mike McCarthy changes his coaching style based off of being down and being in the lead. What you told me was as soon as he got behind, he started abandoning his playbook and got and, and panicked, which you can imagine on a Sunday night football game against the Atlanta Falcons, you probably start hitting the panic button a little bit sooner than you normally would because you're you're playing in high flying, really impressive offense with a lot of weapons. You can't afford not to put points up on the board when you can do it. And I understand how Mike McCarthy might lean on Aaron Rodgers in times like those. So what you're telling me is that he does that um and and he needs to and he needs to Maybe stick to his guns a little bit because time on. But it's not rocket science. Though. No, I mean, it's not. look, you, if you pass, if you pass the ball as much as the Green Bay Packers are passing the ball, any defensive coordinator worth his salt is eventually going to figure it out and start putting three, four quarter uh, uh, defensive backs out on the field, mm-hmm. start optioning nickel packages and the like out there to stop you from passing. It's not that difficult, yeah. and you have a running back that can handle the ball, that can rip off a 10, 12, 15 yard run, even go for more if he finds and finds and breaks, you know, a hole. Yes. it is there. It's just a matter of the, of the man calling the plays that way. And then the second thing is is that he, Mike McCarthy needs to keep defenses honest on him. 
You know, the whole thing, because with the Detroit Lions, what we're watching for the first time ever is that Matt Stafford on second down is showing run and then audibling. That was one of the few times in the few games that I saw him control the line. I was very impressed by that last night. He he, his command at the line calling out, you know, uh, who did he he learn several several times? Well, I'm sure, you know, he he learned it from Peyton Manning and and like and and then Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, nobody's better than than changing things up than Aaron Rodgers. He read several, several times where he stepped up to the line. He read a safety blitz or a corner blitz and he optioned out into a run to the opposite side and it, it's very very it's simple stuff and it's things but if you master that and if you can get up the line and instantly know second down is a different down when you're able to audible out of a run and and unfortunately it seems like from what you're saying in terms of the drives and mccarthy's choices it seems as though he's abandoning that so that's unfortunate yeah i'm ready to not watch the team anymore i really oh, am no here's the thing guys i, I said i wasn't <laughs> gonna talk there, about it anymore like <laughs> It's the same thing every year. We did this podcast all last year, and what was I complaining about? The fact that we don't coaching, try to run the, the ball coaching. more. The fact that we don't try to run the ball more and keep them honest. It's the same thing every fucking year, and I'm sick of it. I want to be the Patriots. We're right there. But let's move on to the teams that actually are doing well. Okay. We talked about how shitty the teams were last week with our Mary Fuck Kill. We just talked about the 0-2 teams, but I have a Mary Fuck Kill for you guys today, and I'm excited to hear what you have you to say. You always have good Mary Fuck Kills, Tony. Right now we have eight teams that are 2-0. and Four of which we expected to be two and zero. You could nobody's surprised that Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Oakland, and Atlanta all sit at two and zero. Those are two teams that made really deep runs in the playoffs. Oakland was one of the no best teams before there, Carr no. went down. The other four teams, however, are a little bit surprising. And so we're going to marry, fuck, kill these surprise two and zero teams. It's going to start with the Dangles believing in Baltimore Ravens. It's going to then go to my Denver Broncos, who I think are one of the better teams in the AFC. We also have the Brett and Brian-led Honolulu Blue Detroit Lions, who are 2-0 in the NFC North. And finally, senior NBA correspondent TJ Wortham's Carolina Panthers, who are 2-0 with a very, very good defense, the best points-wise in the NFL. All four of these teams are 2-0, and and actually all four of these teams had a significant injury in Week 2 moving forward. Marshall Yonda, the guard, the Pro Bowl guard for Baltimore, went out with a broken ankle on IR. Denver lost their left tackle Garrett Bowles on a scary injury on what? Sunday. Yeah, he that re- looked really, really. I didn't scary. know that. It was he's, not good. Yeah, he's currently week to week, but it, he was carted off Me? crying. It did not look good. Mm. Then like Detroit, he knew, yeah. Detroit lost middle linebacker Jared Davis in concussion protocol. We don't know how long that's going to take. And finally, Carolina lost their stalwart tight end Greg Olson six to eight weeks Oof. with a broken foot. Each one of these teams at two and zero started off the season exactly the way you want to. Each team faces a tough schedule coming forward. They're here. Which one's for real? Who are we marrying? Ding, da- dangles, where are you going? Oh, you're going to start me off here. I like it. Okay, uh, then I am going to start uh, by saying that I'm marrying the Denver Broncos. Thank you. Uh, ding, ding, love, ding. He got it right. I Did he get the magical points? Right. No, the in all seriousness, points in I, know, I, know I've been, I know I've been skeptical about them. I know I was skeptical about them. I think there was every reason to be because there was no way of knowing what this offense was going to look like. Um, and they've looked good. Trevor Simeon has looked like a pro quarterback for the first couple of weeks. Absolutely. And, and the defense has been so suffocating absolutely it's like 2015 super bowl winning defense suffocating levels they're playing at, at at the absolute highest level they can it seems like right now and you know kudos to the denver coaching staff you guys have done a great job uh so they are my mary i'm 
uh, I fully agree with you that they are the Mary uh, because that defense can travel. We know that defense yes. travels, and also they're led by the criminally underrated, arguably the most underrated running back in the game, and C.J. Anderson. He deserves all the respect that guy's a beast. And he not, wants. And, and, and let's not take any firepower away from Jamal Charles secretly. No, who know. looked very good. Perfect who looked like back. his old self the other night. Perfect they, they, step they, back. Did you know that they kept him out of games, like? In purpose in the preseason, so as not to give away his talent at all. Because the word in the locker room is they got a steal in Jamal Charles. That's awesome. That play. doesn't shock me. Like, That's at an all, LA that move. I'm man. really with Denver, again. but where it's do amazing. you guys want to marry here? You stick with Denver. You marrying someone else? I'm I'm picking Denver. Wow. I think there's been no bigger you know critic than than the, the left coasters or Trevor Simeon. But to give credit where credits due, that's why I think Denver is on a different level. Nobody's talking about Paxton Lynch. Who's who's who even remembers? Or should we, should we? Brock Osweiler or Brock Osweiler? So that's the difference for me. Brett, are you going to make it four in a row? Or are you marrying someone else? All right, just so I know the rules. Yes. How does the fucking work? So okay, we're marrying the team that not we, a commitment. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're marrying the team that we know uh, is going is the real two and zero oh, is the real deal. We're fucking the team that we uh, we like to get frisky with. They might work out. They might not work out. We're acknowledging then, that it's it's you know it's a roll it, of the this dice. is a roll of the dice, a stab Love in the dark, it. if you will, and that it might not look as good when you wake up the next morning. Exactly. Okay. And we're obviously killing the team that we want nothing to do with. So right now it's your marry. Who you taking to the altar? Who do you? truly believe in is 2-0. Denver, Detroit, Baltimore, or Carolina? God, I hate to be boring and just jump on the bandwagon, but I'm going to have to say the Broncos, too. That's I mean, okay, man. I watched them play the Cowboys this week with a diehard Cowboys fan, and he was he was shook. My buddy, yeah. my buddy was just looking at the TV with this blank look on his face like he could not believe that Zeke rushed for eight yards. Yeah. And, and they couldn't do anything against him. But in his defense, I mean, yeah, the Broncos looked like a good team. They really did. They, they really re- did. They do, and they're and they, doing it without. It. I, I, I don't pay too much attention anymore in the off season because it'll just drive you crazy. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you guys do. <laughs> but I, I saw that T.J. Ward was let go, and he's been a staple of that defense forever. And I figured, yep. oh, they're either obviously going a different direction or, or the money wise or whatever. And I thought that was gonna hurt them. And I watched them, and man, they didn't miss a beat. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Pass defense or rushing defense. Denver's defense hit Dak Prescott seven times. During that game. Seven times. What Brett said about Zeke, the fact that they held Zeke to that little yards on that many carries, the fact that Zeke is now getting made fun of for giving up on plays, they made these Dallas Cowboys not want to play football Mm -hmm. with that defense. Granted, there were two games at home in Mile High where it's tough to play, but... Is anybody shocked to learn that Zeke's a quitter, though? I'm not. Uh, I'm not at all. I don't want to talk about that. I like Zeke. I'm not at all. I like Zeke. Get out of here. I'm sitting across from two Michigan fans. You two have nothing to say? Listen, (laughs) Zeke... I've known Zeke for a long time and watching Are you blown away that he is a quitter? No. You shouldn't I'm not be. blown away I'm by not. his attitude when things don't go his way. That's you know? what I'm saying. Like it's, That's it's, what a quitter it's, is. It's, well, it's not just it's not just a Get quitter in here. the sense that like he quits when it's convenient. He quits when 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 you're getting paid a fuckload of money. It was one thing at Ohio State. It's another thing he when was getting you're paid a little f- bit of money there. And always getting a fuckload. <laughs> but when you're getting paid a lot of money, the least you can do is when you're five feet away from a guy, make an honest effort. Leave to it all around. out there. Yeah, come, come on. on. All right, you right, you, you got to leave your legacy behind. Enough. I got two people sitting to my left that both have Michigan shirts on. So which way are you going for the fuck? Which of these 2 and 0 teams? We all married Denver. Who are you fucking? Oh, I've, I'm fucking the Lions. I fuck them every year. <laughs> I get I get in bed with them and then you I get s- fucked by them and they then fuck I, you. I sneak out and, yeah sneak out they 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 raw dog me sometimes they just <laughs> it's different every time with the lions you never know how they're gonna how they're gonna treat you you know hey two and zero is a good start so listen yeah it, you you can't you can't love them just yet but I honestly I have to say I was this close to to, to marrying them because um 
those unis are smooth. <laughs> those new unis are nice. And Chrome so helmets, face masks. Close. Oh, but, man, they looked good with those blue what? pants. But but Stafford, I, I know we'll talk about it more, but Stafford actually does look uh, like a damn good quarterback all of a sudden. It's like I was worried that he was going to get paid that much money, and then he threw a pick six in week one, and I was like, this is the worst case scenario yeah. for, this, for this man. And he's come out and, and since then kind of proven himself a little more, I think. Um, so... I was this close, man. But, but yeah, I would love to fuck them again like I always do. There you go. We're fucking the Lions on one end. Brian, are you going to continue it? I am. Wow. Fucking the Lions. This man who always talks down on the Lions is ready to get Well, a I'm a frisky. realist when it comes to being a Lions fan because I've only got so much exactly. so much time and effort exactly. in this life. <laughs> but the truth is, though, what's fascinating is now, I believe it what came out today, Outsiders, and um, uh, Sports Outsiders, I believe is one of the websites. I'm probably screwing this up. Football Outsiders? But it came it came out that they were, the, they were now the... In third place for the highest percentage to win the Super Bowl, huh? By based off of DVOA, which is fascinating. Mm. It's only two games, and they and they factor in preseason games. The point is, and, they, and and there's a little asterisk why they started why they included preseason uh, games in this statistic is that when you take in a full sample of play selection of of wins against quality opponents, all those things, all those things factor into like the likelihood that you're going to be a long uh, a very solid team over the long haul. And when I look at the divisions, I look at the Detroit Lions competing with the Green Bay Packers, a shitty Chicago team, and a, and a, and a, what looks to be a Bradford list Minnesota Vikings team with some serious problems ahead of them. And I see obviously the injuries that are facing the Green Bay Packers. I look at who's who's hot right now, and Matt Stafford looks every bit of a quarterback that I, I we always hoped he would be. And what was it? Tom Landry always said, 10 years and a quarterback usually plays his best ball. A 10-year veteran is usually at his best. So you're looking at Matt Stafford in year nine, coming around the corner, looking every bit of that player that was drafted first overall, leading a team with a lot of weapons. As long as they stay healthy, remember, we don't have Taylor Decker. We don't have our left tackle, and it showed last night. But they still managed to win. His pocket presence was the best part of his play last night, and he's never had that. So good on him. Good on the Detroit Lions. Keep it going. And I think the one team, and we'll probably this will probably be your your pick if I could segue so 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 well. It's probably going to be the Baltimore Ravens because of that defense. But the Lions are playing above their average right now. They're playing closer to their ceiling rather than their floor. And I think the Baltimore Ravens are only a couple uh, hard teams away. Your wins against Cincinnati and Cleveland suck my dick. Don't you think it's a little cute, Dangles? These these Michigan Detroit fans are all all excited about their Lions team. Hey, uh, I've so learned excited. ever since I met my fiance, I learned a lot about Michiganders. So you know, I, I've come to I've come to expect it. Spoken spoken so, like uh, a true uh, asshole Patriots fan. Hey. Spoken like a true Tony. What's, crying what's when so things funny, aren't going well. What's so funny Green about that is I'm watching you the whole time. Brian's just in love with Matt Stafford, and I'm looking at you as you're smiling at him like. Now you know what it's like to have a good quarterback. Seriously. Like I Seriously, welcome, welcome to the club. Welcome, Matt Stafford's always been a good games. quarterback. He's never not. He's never been a bad quarterback. He's just not had the opportunity to step up and 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 all the years of work that he has put in to become the field general. This is what I'm seeing now. What I saw last night is not just scrambling around, throwing a touchdown pass with no time left on the clock to win the game by the skin of our teeth, Matt Stafford. This is field general. I'm driving you down the field in the fourth quarter because that's what I fuck. 
fucking do, bitch. The maturation. So the are, maturation. You ma- are you fucking them as well? I'm not. Who are you uh, fucking? I think I'm probably the the fal- uh, the lions. The, what's keeping me from fucking the lions is the schedule that they have coming up. They've got yeah, some right. offenses that are going to hang some serious points on them coming up. Uh, uh, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, the Steelers, the Packers, to name a few. And that's all just in the next couple of weeks. That defense is still leaky. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's what keeps me from fucking the Detroit Lions. Uh, so I think I'm probably going to fuck the Carolina Panthers. I'm right there with you on uh, Carolina. No, no, no. I'm right there with you on Carolina because I agree. We're talking that, about defense here. Exactly. And I agree that Detroit, the difference between Detroit and Carolina is Detroit might not be the best team in their division. Carolina, I truly believe, is the best team in their division over Atlanta. I do. Because Carolina's Get the fuck defense, out of here. Carolina's defense has looked uh, amazing. Who did their they play? offense? Ha- I know, but their offense has yet to get going, and Who once it play? does, that team is going to be the most complete team in the yeah, NFL. But same thing with Baltimore. Who do they play? Cincy and Cincy and Cleveland. I think, losing, you know? I think losing Greg Olson is a big hit, obviously, but I think that rushing offense is going to get going. Christian McCaffrey is going to find his ground, and Cam Newton's going to continue to be better, better as Cam Newton. And that defense, as long as it stays healthy, is going to be the real deal. That's why I'm fucking Carolina. Dangles, you got anything more to add on Carolina? No, no. That's uh, I, I agree with all those things. The question that comes up with me. Carolina because I'm I'm killing Carolina. Oh, really? I'm absolutely killing Carolina. And okay. here's why. Right. Cam Newton has only thrown two touchdowns. They've played the San Francisco 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. They won by six points mm-hmm. against a Buffalo Bill team. At home. Mm-hmm. At home. Mm-hmm. All field and, goals. And they were all field goals. Buffalo's Christian, defense is very good. Christian McCaffrey has zero touchdowns. Mm-hmm. James Stewart has zero that touchdowns. offense has yet to get going. And, Calvin and, Benjamin got hurt this And last Calvin week Benjamin's too, hurt. And now you got Greg Olson out for a little bit of while. You're, and, and you know what? You can look good against the San Francisco 49ers as a defense. But when they start playing the Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you know, I know it's terrible now, but the New Orleans Saints start get going on offense. You know, they put twenty up on New England, correct? I, I, I think the I think they're going to be in the same predicament last year. Cam Newton is not going to be as efficient as he needs to be. Thankfully, they have Christian McCaffrey, who's not getting the football. I'm sitting on my couch screaming at the television because I've got him in one of my fantasy leagues. Give the ball to <laughs> goddamn McCaffrey, and it's just Stewart. Ron Stewart, Rivera Stewart. is an incredible head coach, and he's he's the reason why that defense is doing as well as it is. But they still are going to be exploited by a good quarterback named Matt Ryan. Or Matt Stafford this weekend. I think I think Carolina's just fine. Brett, are you agreeing with the kill? I don't agree with that kill, no. Who are you so you're going with Baltimore as your kill team? You know what? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough because they're, they're all too they all look good. They they, they they look good. You know what? I feel like the Panthers I hate to jump on them. Yeah, I hate to jump right back on, but I feel like everything that's just been said about the Panthers. Um the big one for me is is the injuries. And yeah. with Cam Newton not quite getting off to a hot start yet, you're right. I feel like uh, I feel like that might be a safe, the uh, two, a safe. The two Lions kill. fans are, are mm-hmm. peas in a pot over here. I'm killing. I don't know about you, Dangles. You love them so much, but I'm killing the Baltimore no, Ravens. I am too. Just because I still don't believe in Baltimore. That offense still doesn't look good. That defense looks awesome. awesome. But the same argument against Carolina. They haven't beaten anybody yet, and I I just True. don't like Baltimore. Well, what, I what, really like what Carolina. What sets them aside for me, I guess, is that you know with Denver, look, their offense isn't great, and we were. We were worried about their offense, but it's looked good. Trevor Simeon has has shown, at least so far, that he can put points on the board. Uh, that is week to week your boomer bust with yeah. the with the uh, the Ravens offense. It's you know Terrence West is probably your best bet barreling in from the one yard line. Is Joe Flacco going to throw a touchdown pass this week? Like this is a question that Ravens fans have to ask themselves all the time. But here's something interesting: is they're playing Jacksonville this week. 
Yeah. You could be three and oh. It's a hell of a start. It's a hell of a start. Yeah, Jacksonville Jacksonville's twice, also come out and shown that they can play. And they can't I mean they looked more like their old selves last week, sure. no lies. Lots of mistakes but that's on the field. They should win. That's a game they that's a game they should that is absolutely a game they should win. But yeah, no, I, I just can't see the Baltimore Ravens sustaining that kind of success. And I think if if anybody is going to be able to pull a team out of the gutter with no one around him. Cam can probably do it. So we shall Flacco. see. We shall see what happens. That's no it right way. there. That's our very fiery Mary Fuck Kill, the unexpected 2-0 teams. And that's all we got for the intro section. But, uh, Brett, I'm excited for you to play this game we got coming up next, and that is the fan favorite, Gravestones. Left Coasters. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Gravestones. This is the section again where each of the hosts picks a team that will not make it into the 2017 playoffs. And week by week, we kill a team one by one until there's only 12 remaining. And if a host has all 12 teams still alive that are in the playoffs, well, then that host looks like he's going to win. This week, due to the pickums from week two, Mr. Ballerina Balzarini is first up. Then we have D'Angelo Antonio. And finally, myself, Tony Cavallo, except we have a guest here today. And because he is here, he is going to be taking my spot in the gravestones and picking the team that I will kill this week for the NFL 2017 season. R.I.P. R.I.P. indeed. Brian, you're up first, my friend. In the past two weeks, you've killed the New York Football Jets and the San Francisco 49ers. All other 30 teams are open to you to kill, to give the kibosh to. Who do you choose? Tonight. I complete the trio of shitty teams. The Cleveland Browns oh, come on. will be my gravestone pick this week. That's so sad. It is now complete. The New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Cleveland Browns. One, two, and three in the draft next year. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> Goodbye, Cleveland. Uh, you don't rock. That's sad. That's so sad. It's very sad. D'Angelo Antonio, you were up next. You killed the Cleveland Browns in your first week. I did. Then you went to the New York Jets. Yes. The floor is yours. Mm. Who will you take down? This week, I will be putting in the ground, sadly, but probably predictably, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the trifecta. Unfortunately for Kyle Shanahan in his first year and John Lynch, who I really enjoyed watching as a safety during his time in the NFL with the Broncos. He was a beast. Um, It's just things are not going well in the Bay Area in terms of sports right now, um, except for the Warriors. Different story. You've got that, I guess, to look forward to next year. Um, But the Giants stink, the A's stink, and congratulations, the San Francisco 49ers stink as well. So and they are now dead. And then they are now dead. Now, before we move on to my pick, a.k.a. Brett's pick, uh, now San Francisco has become the first team that all three of the hosts has put into the ground, so let us all have a moment of silence for the San Francisco 49ers. Thank you. Now, Brett, in week one, I killed those 49ers. In week two, I killed the Cincinnati Bengals. Because Brian has killed the Cleveland Browns this week, you are not allowed to touch them. All other 29 teams are at your disposal. Which team are you putting in the ground for my gravestone pick? I think you can appreciate this one, Tony. Um, Don't fuck me over. Unlike you guys, this actually brings me great pleasure (laughs) to kill this team. 
and that is the Chicago Bears. Ooh, ooh. It's a good choice. I think it's a good choice. While the Bears will be missed by some, most in this room will not miss them. <laughs> um, they have they they rank in the bottom of the NFL in most categories. Mm-hmm. Kevin White just was injured again. Again. The quarterback situation is pretty terrible. It's awful. It's just a bad situation in Chicago, which actually makes me smile. <laughs> but regardless, they are going to be put to rest. Rest in peace. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. You could have killed the Jets for me, but instead you killed the waiting on to risky Chicago Bears. It's hey, okay. Hey, he saved it for you. Don't Thank worry, you. you're safe. They're not going anywhere. Thank you very much. And that has been the week three gravestone edition now on to the battle for la Left coasters. and now let's liven things back up we are back for the battle for la both la teams come in limping this week as the rams lost 27 to 20 on a last second jared goff interception on the first play of what could have been the game tying drive and mr Koo. Mr. Koo missed his field goal to win the game against the Miami Dolphins in the home opener of the StubHub Center for the Los Angeles Chargers as they lost 19-17. L.A. teams are now combined 1-3 and three on the year, but there is hope, I think, at least. There is some hope for both of these two teams. We do have the guest again here, Mr. Brett Green, who lives in Los Angeles right now, has been living here for what now, three years, four years? Uh, about almost uh, coming up on six, actually. Oh, wow. Okay, six time. years. So it's I've, been some time in L.A. I'm here. It feels like LA is your home now, or at Absolutely. least a no, home. No, yeah, it does. It feels like home. Perfect. So you have now two football teams in your hometown. Have either of these teams grabbed you? Do you see a change of football is in LA? Does it matter to you at all? No. <laughs> no. I you appreciate know, your honesty here on the Left Coasters podcast. Um, I have to say, um, the Rams, more than anything, probably mm-hmm. because it was first, mm-hmm. and it was a really big deal when they came here. Um you know, when I go down to Inglewood and hang out with my homies, <laughs> uh, um, I, I definitely uh, sense a presence. You guys the walk Rams. the streets there, don't you? Yeah, me and my friends get hard. We 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 get our we wear our, we ram it. Um, but no, I I see what they're trying to do, which I think is amazing. I think it's cool they're trying to take um, a, a part of town that's that's been through some mm-hmm. things and could use a little uplifting and mm-hmm. just trying to just. Uh, throw a bunch of money into there and and hopefully get some uh you know get, get a good product out of it i just don't know if either team um right now i mean when's moving ever a good idea yeah um it's i hard. think it's really hard to get back on your feet um but if any if either team's going to do it soon i would i would i would probably say the rams before the chargers yeah um just because they're younger but the most interesting th- thing about the rams was was hard knocks you yeah. know, like, I want to see the drama. I want to see what's going on because yeah. on the field, you guys don't do anything for me. Yeah. Have you been to the Coliseum at all in your six years here? I have. I've been to the Coliseum once, um, but it was for a USC game. Yeah. And so that's why most people go to the Coliseum. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> Especially like, this past I, weekend. It's, it's odd that, that uh, you know, games are being played there again. And there's so many, like, legendary games have been played there, and then you see it half-filled, and it's just like, it just gives you a weird feeling. It's a little sad. It, it is really a little is. sad. Do you have any interest in going to the StubHub Center, the 27,000-seat arena down, uh, where is it? It's uh, Carson. Carson. Yeah, yeah. Carson. 27,000 seats? It's yeah, a soccer, it's, it's a soccer, soccer stadium. stadium. So it's like where the Galaxy play. LA Galaxy play I'm there. interested, I know, because just the, it's going to be a different vibe than any NFL game I've been at before, where there can't be a bad seat. You know, you you are in there. It's a, it's a little tiny, you know, uh, what's the word? 
I don't know. It's a nice environment intimate. to be a part it's of. Intimate. Exactly. Well, it's like, it, yeah, I think that's kind of cool because if they play um, one of these big teams that's nationally known, whether it's the Packers or the Steelers or the Cowboys, or you go to one of those big marquee games, that would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Because you know it's going to be packed to the brim, and it's but it's small. It's like a high school game. Yeah, and, they, exactly. high school and game. they had their first first game there this weekend, this past weekend, and there was so much publicity and and so many journalists tweeting and taking pictures of the stadium and what it felt like and and yeah. you know from all accounts there was not a bad seat in the house it was a very great place to watch a game in fact because it's made for soccer you actually have this more leisurely like experience they were showing the box suites where like you just get fed dinner and it's just so happens you look to your right and there's a game playing it's it's <laughs> it's it's fascinating so there there is some, there's something to be said for that stadium being being popular but it's good to know that uh, you, you're not easily Swayed from your Detroit roots, though. Yeah, you know what? Though I'm looking at the stadium right now on uh, on the internet. This thing looks nice. <laughs> but let's go to a game. I'm down. Tony. I'm so down. To There's go a little to a game. caveat, though. They're not cheap tickets. No, they're not cheap tickets. And also, Jay uh, yeah. Cutler. Jay Cutler is the first quarterback to win an NFL regular season game. They're not Philip Rivers. J- Jay Cutler didn't even start the season on a fucking roster. Nope. He was in the booth with Tony Romo, and now he's now he's leading the Miami I used Dolphins. To, he was I with used Tony. To, no, no, no. I used oh to man, hate, I used to hate Jay. What Cutler. a pairing yeah. that would be. And that would be amazing. Now that he's gone, I love. Jay Cutler, go do your thing, man. <laughs> go be a dolphin. Go swim. Go, go not swim. go. You know, not vaccinate your him kids. and him and his wife will fit right in in South Beach, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She'll love it. She'll love it. So both of these LA teams, they both lost very close games. Uh, we had the Rams on one hand, we had the Chargers on the other hand. Guys, what what needs to what needs to change? You know, the little mistakes got to them, but did you have more faith in the loss of the Rams or the Chargers? Which one hurt you guys more? And Brett, you I know you watched all the football this Sunday. Like, which team to you was this close that should have gotten away with the win? Where were you guys standing on these uh, these two LA teams? Can I can I throw one stat that might blow your mind, Angles? Is the Los Angeles Chargers are currently thirty first in rushing. Thirty first in rushing. I did not. That yeah. Yes. Fifty four yards. Fifty four yards of rushing with Melvin Gordon, who I know. I know we're both fans of. We're all fans of here on the show. We saw something special in him, and and he's great. Fifty-four I I yards. Do I don't think there's any yeah. reason to. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I'm ready to panic yet. I mean, uh, the, no, but that's a the, that's know. a that's a coaching problem. It is, I, I guess more or less what I'm pointing to. Jeremy Lin has have to he has to rededicate himself to running the ball. You 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 know we learned last year that Philip Rivers when he's got free reign to throw the ball everywhere he tends to he tends to throw interceptions and 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 they usually play from behind he's got he's got they got to they got to get back on the run I mean look when you're getting out carried by your backup who ran for three carries that's a problem I mean there I don't know what the deal is if they're not calling if if Anthony Lynn's not calling running plays which is something we talked about in the Chargers preview that we should expect to see a lot of because Anthony Lynn was a running back when he was a player and he's a ground and pound kind of dude he does have Ken Wisenhunt calling the plays with much more of a quarterback led mindset but I mean, you got to find that middle two and a half yards there. per carry to boot. That's not good. That's it's not Todd good. Gurley last year numbers. Yep. Not Todd Gurley this year, though. Not Todd Gurley this year, though. The thing that made me mad, I'll answer my own question before we get to Brett. The thing that made me mad about the Rams losing is um, th- you wanted to see that Jared Goff comeback drive. Yes, sir. You were yearning for it. Even if you weren't, if you, even if you were just a fan of football in general, you wanted to see the number one pick from last year in this opportunity at home against a team that's, that was a playoff team last year and it is a pretty damn good team in its own right in Washington. He had the chance. This is it, kid. Fourth quarter. You're in the game. All you got to do is drive down and answer the score that Kirk Cousins just led in the first play. 
He looks at his receiver the whole way and throws it right into the hands of the defender. Ten Brett, seconds. Brett, what surprised you from this weekend in L.A. football? That anybody was surprised by that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, Jared Goff, to me, like from the moment he got drafted, um, I'm just one of those guys that was, just didn't didn't see it. Luke yeah. you know, We're always uh, we're wrong a lot about guys that we think are going to be hits or guys that we think are going to be busts. But with him, it just, I don't know, it seemed obvious. But you know what? I'll also go on record and say I thought Jameis Winston was going to suck. Um, so maybe I just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But but Jared Goff, to me, just doesn't seem like the, the guy. But it's sad because that team has a lot of young talent. Yeah, it does. Um, and, yeah, it does. You know, especially on, on the defensive side of the ball, think about a couple of years ago we were talking about the Rams, like that front four was one of the best that could ever, you know, uh, ever play mm-hmm. or you know they have the potential at least because they're young and now it's just I don't I don't know I don't they got they got this shit caved in by the Washington running game it wasn't Rob Kelly but it was Chris Thompson and P Ryan there they they blew up the Rams supposedly amazing front with Aaron Donald back so that was surprising to me but no love for Jared anything any thoughts on the Chargers game uh, I mean to lose to lose on a, on a a missed field goal is two missed field is, goals you know one of the worst feelings especially for the other fifty two guys on the team because mm-hmm. they're like I. What what did I do? I just lost know? and I couldn't do anything of about course. it. Now you could have done something the other three quarters. Couldn't get that um, lucky Matt Prater bounce, eh? <laughs> no, God, that was that nice. Was awesome. That was something, wasn't it? That was awesome. But you know, to beat a team like the Dolphins, who I think um, for a minute everybody was kind of feeling hot about, and and I don't I don't I don't know if I'm buying the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. What, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins? I mean, I, <laughs> the what do Dolphins, you think, Tony? What, what What made me happy about watching the Dolphins was, I mean, I love that Jay Cutler's back on my television screen. I love watching him. <laughs> he the looks chances, good in that, though, that white the, and that The that chances teal. of him throwing an interception are always are just high. so high. Um, but Jay Ajayi and the way they were able to run the ball on the Chargers defense was really surprising to me, and it made me go, Miami might have a chance if Jay Ajayi does he this He did all carry the, time. the ball 28 times. I mean, you're going to get a lot of running yards if you carry the ball almost 30 times. In a game. But the runs he had, he was running over people, not into people. You know which, what we, I mean? which we come to expect from Jay Ajayi. Yeah. I mean, he is the centerpiece of that offense, and everything else just kind of coalesces around him. Los Angeles did not come home with two victories today in their two home games. And Again, we picked them both. Oddly scheduled at the same time when you're trying to draw fans to L.A., you have them going to two different places at the same time. It's ridiculous. But now we have days that separate the two L.A. games coming up this week because on Thursday we have the Rams going to the San Francisco 49ers, who are currently 0-2 and have to be the medicine oh. that the Rams need <laughs> to stop that, uh, that, that bad loss against Washington. That is going to be a great game for fantasy points. Good shot I think so. <laughs> Thursday's a little bit tough on fantasy points in general, but I think the 49ers, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. And then the Chargers, however, face an 0-2 slate, and they're trying to get a win, and who do they welcome into town? But the two and Kansas City Chiefs, arguably the best team in the NFL right now. The Chargers have a tough slate, tough, tough, tough game. So, what do we see out of these two games, guys? Thursday night, Rams at 49ers. Sunday night, you have the Kansas City Chiefs coming to the StubHub Center. What are you guys looking at? Well, there's two different ways to think about it: expectations and reality. I think the reality is that Rams should go into San Francisco and win that game. Reality, handedly. Reality: the Chargers are are going to have a really hard time at home against the Kansas City Chiefs because the Kansas City Chiefs are not doing a damn thing bad right now. Let's say they get everything in order. Let's say they they call the perfect game plan. I think Kansas City is a really tough, tough, tough team who's hitting 
on all cylinders right now. Offensively, they can do anything. Oh my too. God, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Now the question is, is if if Kansas City, if they can somehow manage, this is the Chargers, if they can somehow manage that passing game and force them to be one dimensional, keep things ten yards in, mm-hmm. they can they can hopefully do what a lot of teams did last year, and that was keep Alex Smith inside this 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 ten yard bubble and and not you know allow those large looming big plays and then allow philip rivers to hopefully do what he does best and put points on the board that's the only thing that i hope that i can hope for in the in the los angeles i'm not worried about kansas city's defense being an issue in that game kansas city if we're really talking about it they've given up uh they give up almost 400 yards a game that's towards the bottom of the league yep so in terms of the actual productivity that other offenses are having against them as good as their individual players might be they're not stopping defense from going down the field and racking up yardage. My issue is more with the fact that the Chargers offense hasn't been able to do exactly that. They haven't been able to get down the field and rack up yardage. And let's assume that they are hanging with Kansas City and that the fourth quarter is winding down and they're down by two points. I've seen nothing to assume that they're going to be able to close the game out. They didn't do it in week one. They couldn't do it in week two. And you can't put it all on one person because if the Chargers had played better football throughout those two games, they would not have been in a position where you're rookie kicker has to come in and win the game for you not once but twice twice two weeks twice two weeks in a row and he doesn't have a block or an iced kick to blame it on this week he just plain old missed it (laughs) and let me let me say because i actually just pulled that up i was trying to figure out what this kid's first name is young way young way young way it's spelled young ho it is that's what we called him until i heard it (laughs) i wanted to call him young ho so bad so young way ku um sounded like a native tongue there didn't that sound good good. Um, good. he missed that that the, the field goal did you guys see that Nick Novak tweeted yes. 25 minutes after the miss himself yes. making a field goal? Yeah, Ooh. with no comment. He's like, with hey, no comment, just I'm here. Uh, here's well, a picture of me doing my job. to kickers <laughs> all the time. Kickers, they just they just kick them to the side, no pun intended, and then they bring in some new kid who sucks too. They all suck, but but they're also no, but they're also and they're sticking with him. They're no, sticking no, no. with him. And I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean I mean kickers, kick, every kicker is gonna suck at some point. Yeah, you miss because every field goal is a huge a huge fucking opportunity. And, and so when you when you everything. miss when you miss a field goal, you give the other team great field position typically, yep. right? Yeah. And so um, I think being a kicker is the hardest thing to do in the NFL. Tell me about it. One and, of. And one of they, they, they don't get any love, but they definitely we love to shit on them when they oh, do no, shit like this. Oh no, it's one of the hardest jobs out there because everything rides and falls on you. If you make it, you're the hero, and if you miss it, you're the dog for the entire week. And the, of course, every no team would treat you that way. But yes, you're absolutely right. So then, before we make our picks, I want to hear what Brett has to say for the Chargers to beat the two and zero Kansas City Chiefs in the StubHub Center. What's the one thing they need to do? I'm gonna stick with my theme, and we're gonna go with our boy Youngway uh, <laughs> at the at the soccer stadium is gonna win on a game-winning field goal. Is <laughs> is we're in LA, man? We're writing scripts out here. It's that's, gonna be a movie. It's gonna be true. a fairy tale ending. The redemption story. You gotta start off making mistakes, and then you redeem. Let yourself. me get the rights to that. Though. But he's but he's but he's not off on the sense that it's gonna be special teams. You, you know what I mean? So? You think it's gonna make I a think difference? You, I think special teams has been unfortunately not one of the strong suits for. The Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think they're they're doing really well in the punt return and the kick return game. I don't think they're doing anything spectacular. We saw it last night. The Detroit Lions won the special teams game, return punt for a touchdown, and a field goal made off the crossbar at 58 yards. You need those bounces, and the Los Angeles Chargers have to start creating those bounces for themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have they have to have some people step up here, and, and that's the difference. They need one person who nobody's expecting to come out of that thing and be a Kareem Hunt. 
and make plays happen and just take control of the game, they need that. That name that you just said right there is what my key is. They need to stop Kareem Hunt in this short rushing offense the of the free. Kansas City Chiefs. That they, they love the little they do exactly what I wish my Packers would do with their offense and they do it to success. You need to make Alex Smith beat you. He's played great so far, but I think against the cornerbacks of Los Angeles, I think Alex Smith will throw some picks if you make him try to throw deep. That's what I think the Chargers need to do to win this game. Dangles, do you have any pointers for the Chargers? Uh, I mean, I, I think I said it. You know, the offense needs to be clicking. I think you make a great point that their defense needs to make Alex Smith win the game for yes. the Kansas City. Yes. Because Kansas, Kareem Hunt will do it for you. Yes. Kareem Hunt will absolutely do it for you. If you let him run all over you, we've seen he's going to run all over you yep. all day long for like, you know, 150 yards and three touchdowns. But yes, they need to shut down Alex Smith, make him win the game, and their, and, and their offense needs to be clicking. Yep. And, and Melvin Gordon needs to be involved. No question. So who wins the game? Uh, Kansas City. Kansas I think City. they come in, and I think they come in. I, I, I just, I, I don't, I just don't see it in in the Chargers to win this game. I think, I think KC is going to come in on the big stage on Sunday night, and Philip Rivers is going to throw a couple of picks at a bad, inopportune times. Uh, and uh, I just, I want, I want, you know, and that's what's most disappointing. And for me, that was what was most disappointing is that I was really looking for a reason to to shift more towards the Chargers on the pod this week to yeah, shift yeah, my yeah. to shift my, and I really wanted to because the Rams, are, are, there's a lot of upside. They lost to a beatable team because their quarterback couldn't engineer a drive. Their young second-year quarterback couldn't engineer a drive on the last. And that's, you know what? He's going to get there, I think. This is his first full season. But the Chargers, they've got a guy who can lead them down the field. They've got a tried-and-true quarterback, a tried-and-true signal caller. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't see them being able to ultimately. I, I think Kansas City's defense is going to come out hard. I, and Kareem uh, Hunt runs all over him. I think I'm agreeing with you. I'm picking Kansas City as well, Brian. I'm picking Kansas City. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a day on them. Uh, Brett, uh, you're going to make all the picks for uh, week three this 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 podcast, so we're going to start right now. Do you believe Kansas City's winning this game, or do the Chargers have a chance? Well, I already said the Chargers are going to win it on a uh, perfect game-winning field perfect. goal. I'm sticking, field I'm sticking goal. to it, baby. I'm ready for it because you're putting up the first guest host pick them, and you're going to set the bar for the rest of the guest hosts, and you're starting off with the Do Chargers. Do I get points for taking a chance here? You'll yeah. play in a pool. You'll pay. We'll you'll play in a no, pool. Tony changes the rules as we go. Right. You get the rules. Right. The rules change as we move along in this season. We'll now, give before, you a sticker. Before we even get to the Chargers game, we do have the Rams at San Fran. Brett, what's the one thing the Rams need to do to do it to do their business and beat San Fran in San Fran? I mean, San Francisco is obviously a pretty easy. Uh, they're the first team we all the first killed. Team, they're the they first all, team we all they killed. all got killed. Um, I think it's, it's you go out there and you win a game that you're supposed to win. That's mm-hmm. what good teams do. Mm-hmm. If they can go in there and 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 get a little bit of confidence, throw, uh, let let Goff get a few touchdown passes, give Gurley the ball, let him get involved, let Donald get healthy. You know what I mean? Those are teams that you're supposed to win. Yes. Those are teams yes. you're supposed to beat. Absolutely. Do and so exactly I think that just do. do do what you're supposed to do and and get you know get healthy, get experience, get confidence, and and, and move on and gain some momentum. Brian, uh, what do you think they need to do to win this game? Win the turnover battle. Yeah. Uh, Force Hoyer to make mistakes. Make make the other team make mistakes and capitalize them. I want to see I want to see you guys, the Rams, that is, causing turnovers and getting turnovers. Because when you can wreak havoc, I think that's when you know good teams show their best. And it's kind of like what Oakland, another Bay team, did this week. They absolutely manhandled the New York Jets. They 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 looked like they were having fun. You got Marshawn Lynch on the big screen, <laughs> dancing his ass yep. off, mocking the New York Jets. I love it. I want the Los Angeles Chargers to go into San Fran and beat exactly what Brett said. Beat a team that is 
a team you're supposed to beat, and I want you guys to do it handedly, and I want you to do it in the turnover battle. I want sacks, I want fumbles, I want picks, I want all that stuff, and I want points to be capitalized them. My my one thing is going to be simple. It's one name, and it's Todd Gurley. Keep on doing what you're run doing. The ball. Run all over him. Dangles. Run the ball. One uh, thing that the Rams need to do. Very simple concept here. Find the end zone. The San Francisco defense is not terrible. They're only 10th in the league in terms of yards allowed per game. They're allowing mm. less, fewer, I should say, than 300 yards per game. I'm not saying that they are going to be world beaters all year long. I'm just saying to start out, and the first two teams they played this year were Carolina and uh, Seattle. Carolina hung 23 on them. They did not look, they were not 23 pretty points, and Seattle couldn't get anything going mm. against them. So I think it's a very simple thing, but the Rams need to find the end zone. They can sometimes have a case of the yips. This is a game that they could very easily lose if Jared Goff isn't able or Todd Gurley isn't able to get into that big eight-yard thing at the end of each of the field. Isn't it each ten? side of the field, it's I should say. Yards. Don't worry Whatever, about it. Whatever, eight, ten, potato, um, potato. Dangles, who wins this game? Uh, I think uh, the Rams ultimately do win because the 49ers are going to score. Uh, it's I, uh, just that simple. I agree with you. I don't think it's a very high-scoring game because Thursday games tend to be clumsy and mm. rinky-dinky. That's why you need to have Todd Gurley going for you, but I do believe the Rams win. Brian? Rams. Rams. And then, Brett, what do you got? Well, hell, let's go. With, let's go with the Niners then. <laughs> we got to take some chances over here. I mean, while you, you know, you just make a good point, Dangle, that they do have a good defense. Yep. And um, it is while their offense is just honestly, I could probably name two or three starters on their offense right now. It's Maybe. one of those like yeah. wishy-washy, like yeah. who who's playing QB this week? Yeah. It's one of those teams. Um, you know, you always you always got a shot in the NFL. Go with the Niners, baby. I yeah, like it. I like it a lot. And before we leave the Battle for LA, we do have the what's where are we now? The Battle for LA is all about are you a Rams fan or are you a Chargers fan? We do it on a number scale with one being a diehard true blue Chargers fan, ten being a Ramit, Ramit, Ramit fan. We've uh, we've been leaning towards the Rams the past two weeks. I'm gonna go first. I was a seven point five in favor of the Rams last week. This loss brings me down to just a little bit to a seven. Back to where I started. Jared Goff, if you had done that, my friend, oh boy. Oh boy, would I be higher on the Rams side. Maybe even Jersey high, huh? Oh, yes. And the Chargers (laughs) haven't done anything to pull me their way, but the Rams just sort of lost a little bit of Tony fandom. I'm back down to a seven. Braga, you were a six last week. You made it to the Rams side. Where are you now? Now that I know we can do half points, I'm going to go with 5.5. I'm going to pull Tony Cavallo. Right smack dab in the middle, baby. Pretty close. Uh, For me, why the Rams kind of go down is I I for the same reason you just said I think Jared Goff man I'm just rooting for you and I just don't want you to be I have to remind myself that you're a second year player and I who acts like a rookie and 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 I got to treat you like one mm. you know you're gonna still be making these crazy stupid mistakes because you're still a rookie in some way shape and form so I got to treat you as such and I and I just got to keep my 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 expectations where they belong and that's yeah. re- reasonable so I'm gonna go with a 5.5 and and still sway in the favor of the LA Rams Dangles you were a seven last week you were close to me and Ram and loving it. Where are you now? I'm staying right where I'm at at a seven. Um, I don't. I don't think I need to move after this loss. Uh, the Redskins are not a great team. I honestly, if, if they had lost like twenty-seven to three or like twenty-seven yeah. to ten, yeah. I'd be all right. You know what's happening here was that week one really a fluke, but. Given given that they did hang in this game, they were there right until the very end, and Jared Goff did have a chance to win it for them. And again, I think it just speaks to his inexperience and the fact that he hasn't had many opportunities to be in those late-game situations where the Rams are actually in it, and they actually have an opportunity to win. So I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm staying right where I'm at as a, seven, a 7 on the Rams. Beautiful. And before we go, we have our guest, Brett Green here. Again, the CBS man himself. One is a diehard Chargers fan. Ten is a diehard Rams fan. Where do you sit? on the battle for LA. 
I'm going to go with a nine. Whoa. Yeah, because Whoa. after you just got done telling us you don't care that there's football here. <laughs> well, I got to go one way, right? I got to go True. one way or the other. True. So I'm going to say. Ram it. Because they play in Los Angeles this year, uh-huh. uh, they're not in Carson. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that that's helping me out. But also, I, like I think with the Chargers, there's this. Um, at least there would be with me. There would be. Um, they're not that. They're not from that far away. They're from two hours south of here. Yeah. And so there's still that kind of like some ill will, some weird feelings. I feel like some of the players, uh, some of the Chargers players, may not be all that happy. They got to come up to LA to play. Yep. You know, they've all got homes down in San Diego, and it, it's just with the Rams, it was like a fresh start. Yeah. You know, we came all the way from the Midwest, and now we're out west coast. They're loving life. You know what I mean? They went they went from cornfields to to the Pacific Ocean. Exactly. And 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 the Chargers are like we we've been seeing the Pacific Ocean. Like we don't need to do this LA shit. San Diego so, might be prettier than LA. It, I would say it is. And so I think uh, there's just this weird feeling about the Chargers kind of like piggybacking and coming to. I think this is this town is 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 for the Rams. Um, and and we'll see what happens with the Chargers. I just doesn't. It feels like a secondary team. The there Rams are one A, and 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 the uh, Chargers are one B. Wow, that's that's. Hey man, you put it exactly the way as I think most people in this town put it. And with that, that is the end of our battle for LA section. I think we have to end it the only way we know how, and that is with a hearty rabbit. And we are back with the Left Coasters podcast. This is normally the time we do questions from the fans, but because we have a fan in studio and Brett Green, we decided to forego the questions and we're jumping right into pick them, Brett. Are you ready to pick some games this I'm Sunday? I'm ready. Let's do and, it. And Monday, actually. We got a good one on Monday, too. Wait, wait, wait. But we do still want questions for next week. Absolutely. Please, please still send us your questions to the Left Coasters podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can do that through your email browser, or you could go to our website, the Left Coasters podcast, and you can send us an email from there. We have an awesome contact form, and you can find out some more information about the show. So the Left Coasters podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Dangles. You're clean. Plugged. Perfect. Um, before we move on, Dangles is actually still the champion heading into week three at a 21-10 and 10 record. In other news, hell has frozen over. <laughs> Brian and I are right on your heels with 20-11 and 11 records, and Brett, of course, is open and free, setting the bar for zero guest hosts for this year. Uh, Brian, what do we got to start us off? We already picked the two L.A. games. Let's do the rest of them. So to start us off at 9.30 a.m., Pacific Coast uh, time. Oh hold on, we have a London game. Real question: Who is going to be at my house at six thirty on Sunday morning for the Jag? And it's the no. Jaguar. I'm just kidding. Nobody no. better show up at my house at six thirty. I'll tell you. I'll tell you to get. I'll tell you to get the fuck out. Time out. I, before we, I know we want to make this quick because we're long on the show. But the London games are so much fun, guys. Oh, you I need to it. gamble on the London games. If you do anything this week, wake up at six thirty a.m. and gamble on this game. Just t- take a team, bet a little bit of money, and just have fun watching a game in London that nobody cares about. And it is hosted. By London's favorite Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo! Oh boy! And they Jags. are and they are hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Oh man, this is great. My Jags, baby. I All love right. it. My Jags. So let's start with you, Dangles. Who we got here? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be a tough one for both of them. You don't really have a home team here. Uh, Baltimore wins this game, I think. Uh, Jacksonville looked a lot more like itself last week. And as much as I really, as as a as a Jags fan, I really wanted to believe that the team was for real. I think you got one bright spot on the offense in Leonard Fournette. I think you got a solid defense, but again, you know, if you have to get into the end zone to win games in the NFL, and the Jaguars are prolifically bad at scoring touchdowns. And okay, here we go, Tony. Let's give it uh, to Jackson, to the London home team, the Whoa. Jacksonville Jaguars. There is a home team in this game, and it is Jacksonville. I'm ready for it, Jags. Why? I <laughs> just what? crazy shit happens. He's over got the a, he's got a, he's got a feeling. Happens. Let's right. do it, Jacksonville. Brett. 
I'm going to go Jacksonville as well. Wow, guys. Is Blake Bortles still the quarterback of the yes, Jacksonville? Yes, he sure is. Yes, All right. he is. Brian, we sure watched, is. We watched a, a London game together a couple of years we ago. Did. The Lions played the Falcons. We had a blast. It was a, exactly. Waking it was a up game. out here on the West Coast the super early. Uh, we had best. coffee in uh, Bailey's. Yep. We were getting drunk, having a good old time. Uh, and, but they do have a backup sitting on the bench now who I think uh, you'll be interested to hear about. Did you read about this, Tony? Syracuse University's very own Ryan Nassib is now sitting on the bench to back up Grandpa Henny. And who's Should his coach? something happen to him. Doug Marone, lots of orange down in Jacksonville. I believe he was his head coach. Yes, he was. He was. In college. Yes, he was. I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think uh, the difference maker here is the defense for the Baltimore Ravens is absolutely what Blake Bortles is going to be waking up in the middle of the night in deep sweat thinking about. <laughs> yeah, Hacksaw is the crying, stuff of nightmares. Crying out in the middle of his night uh, to his wife. <laughs> We've been far Saw. too long in a terrible right. game. Move on. Speaking of terrible games, next we have the Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold it, ladies and gentlemen. That might be the bottom feeder game wow. of the year. Yikes. That's terrible. That's I'm really bad. I'm to Jacoby Brissett and Indy. I am, I am as well. Gross. God. Yeah, I'll take Indy as well. Man, oh, I can't pick Cleveland two weeks in a row. <laughs> you can. You can do it. Do, do it if you want. Do anything no. you want. I can't do Kevin it. Kevin Hogan, I'm Deshaun winning. Kaiser I'm with a migraine. What do you I'm want? I'm winning the pick em. How am I supposed to? Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser's going to have another fucking headache next week. <laughs> but you got to pick the Indianapolis Colts. They were your team of uh, the century. I know. The they were. I really do have to pick the Colts here. Uh, I have them winning the AFC South, and I'm sticking by that. Damn, all four of us pick God. Indy. Gee, how, how do all four of us pick the Indianapolis Colts to win a football to win a game? They're playing the Cleveland wild. goddamn Browns. Yeah. Right. And I just killed Shitty Cleveland, game. so I can't I can't have any excuses here. So next we have the New York 0-2 Giants. Look at you, Elche. At the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly. Philly. Philly, 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 Philly. Carson Philly. Wentz looks like a man out there. But his offensive line had a bad day. Yeah, yeah they, they had, had a, a bad yeah, they, they had a day. bad day, but they're still Not a worse good. day than the Giants. Philly. All right, Brett, what do we got? Yeah, I think uh, I think I gotta go Philly as well. I'm gonna go Giants Philly as well. Bad last wow, Elche's crying. All right. Next, we have the. He was he was crying he was crying last night <laughs> when he, he he walked out on his girlfriend at a bar. He returned to her eventually, but he got so mad he walked out of the bar because Eli threw a pick. The poor kid. I feel for him. I do. Football. It's what with what Girls it does don't to like it. That. No, they don't. Uh, next, we have the <laughs> Jay Cutler led Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Ooh. Uh, Are we really thinking about this one? No, no. I'm not. Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins. Put us all down for Dolphins. <laughs> uh, no. Oh. Yeah, I know. Hold the press. I know. I know don't I know. stamp that one. We've got we've you got a dissenter. Really you don't. Uh, how? Explain to me how. In what universe? <laughs> okay. Does the New York Listen. football Jets football team win this? Uh, Oakland. Uh, yes. The scoreboard at the end was a lot too a little against the Jets, but the Jets for two and a half quarters played Oakland really well in Oakland. McCown is not as terrible as we thought he would be. The Jets somehow are the replacement level team. The curse from Seattle is a is a playmaker over there. Hmm. I don't know why. Wow. I got a feeling the Jets steal. This I one. love getting e- I love getting easy wins on 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 your tone. So this will be fun. And that's that's a belief pick for sure. That is sure. a belief That's a pick. gut feeling. Yeah, I like it. I, like, I, res- I picked Cleveland last I week. I respect it. I respect it. Okay. Next we have the Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. Broncos. Yeah, Denver. Denver. I love to hate Buffalo. <laughs> it's pretty easy, know. isn't it? It's just yeah. I, I had a buddy in college who who was a huge Buffalo Bills fan, and he he just bless his heart was just such a crybaby about the team. 
kind of like I probably was at the age too. <laughs> and so that whenever I think about the Bills, I'm always just like, yeah. But Bills fans, so Bills fans are a special kind of bitterness because at least, yeah. at least, at least when you live in Detroit, you got a real city. Like, like <laughs> Buffalo is just a fucking dude. You've Detroit, obviously never been. I'll tell Detroit. you what, I'm, Detroit, I'm Detroit is Detroit is not as bad as people make it out to be. At least not anymore. Uh, I've been within the last year or so, and it's 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 cool, man. It's cool. But Buffalo is a shithole. And you know what? <laughs> Buffalo is an absolute shithole. It always has been. And it always will or be. maybe they're bitter because they went to all those damn Super Bowls and yeah, didn't win lost any them all mm. four straight. That'd so, be, I'd be bitter too. And not to mention when it's cold there, like it's cold in Detroit, but we know it's ten degrees warmer than than it is in Buffalo. That's how bad it is up there. So I, I, I if I hear everybody correctly, we're we're going with uh, Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver. All right, next yeah. we have the Saints at the Panthers. Interesting game, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Ooh. <laughs> Drew Brees. Oh. Drew Brees looks like a twelfth quarterback in Don't the Don't shut up. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. He does not look good. Justifying your pick, Dangles. He is not a twelve. You know what? Look good. If this game was played in New Orleans, I might want to take the Saints, but I think I think Carolina at home. Uh, yeah, against the Saints. I'm going to go with Carolina too, but I mark my words. This is coming from a guy who owns Drew Brees in a fantasy league. He's still I putting up. Too. He's still putting up 22, 24 I points. Too. He didn't I got Dick last week. He did right, plenty. Enough. Moving on. Next, we have the Steelers at the Bears. Oh, Pitt. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Steelers all around. Here we go. Uh, next, we have an interesting game. Steelers. The Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions. Ooh, good mm. game. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta for sure. Should yeah. be a good game, but Atlanta wins. Atlanta. I'm yeah, I think, I think we're going to find out who the Lions really are. It's a home it, game. that they're, they're they're underdogs, but you're at home still. Yep. You, you can do some things That's going to be their first real litmus test to see if, we're gonna this, find is, out. And if, if I could, this is like a team that's actually going to be in the lead at the end of games or if this is living on a prayer, Matt Lions, Stafford yeah. from last year. And to quote the, the famous Tony Cavallo, um, last week there was a quote that said, when the Lions up against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football, this is a game where boys become men, yeah. and I don't think they're going to push it. I'm going to go with the Falcons, and I will reiterate, I think if the Lions can keep this game down into the fourth quarter and come out with a victory, great. But if not, and they stick with the Atlanta Falcons, I think that's a long way in changing, again, the culture of the Detroit Lions. I feel like they could be confident for the rest of the season if they keep that game close. Next, they have the, we have the Buccaneers at Hold the Hold on, Vikings. I didn't even get to make my damn pick. I must, I must, I must have gone over. I'm going you. with the Lions, baby. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. Wanna... See, you wrote the Falcons. Did you not say the Falcons? No, I think I said it was going to be a tough game. We're going to find out who they really are, and then something else happened. But I'm, I'm you double took all of us. <laughs> I want to, I want to make sure it's clear that that I, I think that this is the year that I finally am going to let. I, I'm, I'm taking a step back. I'm gonna let the Lions just do the thing and not get too into it. But I really like the what I'm, what I'm seeing so far, and. Fuck it, you guys all picked the Falcons, so I'm gonna pick the Lions. <laughs> it's Thank that you. easy, baby. Like Thank it. you. I Showing like some it. faith. I'm like yeah. this guy right here. Hey man, I know I know when they're playing a great team. And and <laughs> the Falcons are arguably probably team. the best team in the NFL. They're playing a very good next, team. Not, next, not if it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. We're, we're doing it at home. Let's do it. Yeah. Come on, Lions. Next game. Next, we got the Buccaneers at the Vikings. Uh I'm not uh, I'm not sure Bradford's playing, so I'm going Tampa Bay right now. I'm definitely I, I, even if Bradford's go uh, playing, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Their defense is playing incredibly right now, and uh, Mike Evans is going to be the best wide receiver in the NFL in a year, if not two. Mark my words. He could be the best oh, this year he's, he's if close. he's not already. Yeah, if he's, he's not already, already. I mean, he's going to be eclipsing good. Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown. I'm picking Tampa because uh, stat wise, Jameis Winston didn't throw an interception first time in his career in, in an opening game. 
I read that stat too. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. <laughs> I think uh, I think I think Minnesota looked like a pretty good team. Now you're right. What happens at quarterback? Yeah. Um, you got to see. But I think they, yeah. You know Minnesota's tough. And that'll be interesting in Cook Minnesota. Is, yeah, that'll Del- be interesting in Minnesota. Delvin Cook is is looking like a pretty tough rookie. Um, they've got some if, playmakers, if some speedsters. Playing, they have a good team. If fast team is playing fast wide receivers, yeah, not um, not even the same team. Uh, next, we have the Texans at the Patriots. Oh, New England, hundred percent. Yeah, see, this is why pick'em sometimes isn't fun for me because I never get to talk about the Patriots in the pick'em section. New England, they're winning. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's a good problem to have, I guess. But you know, sometimes I'd like to be like, oh man, this is a tough one. Like I don't know if my team's gonna come out on top. No, they're gonna kick the Texans oh, that shit. Must in. be fucking nice. We're <laughs> usually, I said we're, it's a good problem to have. Oh, oh, I get it. We're usually on the other side of that conversation of like, fuck, I wish we could beat that team. <laughs> it, New England, fuck you, Dangles. Yeah. I said it's a good problem to have. It is. Good problem to have, New England. Okay. Uh, These are the afternoon games. We have the Seahawks at the Titans. Mm, Man, Um, you know, any other week I would just jump right on Seattle, but they have looked like utter crap the last couple of weeks. That offensive line is rancid. Um, and the defense has not been. I mean, they've 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 only been hanging in it because the you know the. Look, I I think I think Titans are going to win this game. Dangles, is, uh, I am right there is, with you. Uh, is what I'm trying I to get out of here. I think the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game, even though I'm not in love with them. It's just that's how much I dislike the Seattle Seahawks this year. They look like not the team that we're used to out of Seattle. And also, all DeMarco Murray fantasy owners out there should be shaking in their boots because Derrick Henry looked like once he got the ball in his stomach, he was never going to give it back. He looked exactly like the running back we thought he would be coming in the NFL. I'm going with Tennessee. I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee as well. I think wow. that, I thought you guys would be surprised yeah. I was taking No, not at all. When you look at what Seattle's did against San Francisco, they only beat them by 12-9. to nine. Mm-hmm. Three points. That's sad. Not, that's sad. sad. And that's at home. That's not that's not at it's San embar- Francisco. It's straight up embarrassing. That's, Pete that's Carroll awful. should be embarrassed. Russell Wilson should be embarrassed. So here we go, Brett. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee as well. All oh, right. Wow, that's amazing. Tennessee looked really good. Hey, it's nothing like traveling a couple of time zones. I mean, that's a that's a hard thing to do. You would know it. You would know it. You yep. do it to go uh, to go film. All right. Next, we have the Bengals at the Packers. This is the first time I'm going to be taking Green Bay. Uh, yeah, Bengals I'm also taking stink. the Packers. The Bengals are terrible. Yeah, Green Bay. And they've already fired their offensive coordinator two games into the season. That's <laughs> never a good sign for a team. No. Green Bay. Clean sweep for Green Bay. So Sunday night game here. We've got the Oakland Raiders at the Washington Redskins. Uh, I think it's going to be Oakland, although I'm still not in love with them. Whew. You're not in love with Oakland? No. I still hold true what I had at the beginning of the season about Oakland. They have yet to impress me. They've beaten two easy teams. Derek Carr, 80 80- Percent passing, three touchdowns, 136.6 passer rating against a Tennessee team that wasn't ready, and then against we've been New trying York to twist his arm on the Raiders all season long. Still, you know he's I, not going to buy believe Marshawn it. Lynch is going to be there all season. Crab games. Tree. It doesn't matter. I pick Oakland in this game. We've gone on too long. We're Crab not bringing tree. up this topic again. I Dangles, who are you taking? I got Oakland. Uh, Brett has Oakland. Yes. I'm going with Oakland, but I think Oakland. Washington hangs in it. Okay, Oakland all around, and then here's the uh, Monday night game. What looked to be probably a better game at the start of the season than it is now. That is the Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. That's still a good game. Remember that that game used to be fun to watch back in the day. I'll start first. Dallas. Arizona, Arizona is is just awful offensively. Arizona's They're terrible. Not dead yet, man. I'm I'm They're still going. Yet I'm still Arizona. going with Dallas. Carson Palmer looks bad. That, ba- he looks that like bird is cool. He looks. They ha- this old. is their home opener. They have not played a game at home to yet. Thirteen. And you know what? Fuck that stadium Colts. too. I've been to that stadium a couple times. University of Phoenix and. 
fuck that school, <laughs> fuck that stadium, the whole thing. That state I lived in, I lived in Phoenix for a while, and it's hot. I liked Phoenix; it was cool, but it's too damn hot there, and their fans suck. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm Why sorry if suck? anybody from Phoenix listening, but Phoenix sports fans, for the most part, my my experience there was not pleasant. Whether it was the Diamondbacks, whether it was the the Cardinals, whether it was the Coyotes, I've I, seen. I can't tell you as a, as a New England native and Boston sports fan how nice it is to hear someone else's fan base get talked about as pieces of shit for once. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the piece of shit. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Dallas. I'm gonna go with Dallas as well. I just think, I mean, they, 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 Carson Palmer looks every second of the 38 years he spent on this planet like he looks old as shit. So it, what it looks to be, it so looks we got, we the, got the Brian London at game. Dallas, we got uh, uh, Brett at Dallas, we got Miami at Dallas. Here's the thing, guys. If Dallas loses this game, the sports media world will blow up. Oof. It will blow up, and that is exactly why. Cowboys fans are going to start melting down. That is exactly why I'm picking in the upset of the week the Arizona Cardinals to win their home opener on Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Prime time is getting a little bit too prime time for these boys, and I think Arizona is going to surprise them. I'm not. I'm not willing to call out Arizona as a dead team yet. Not willing. No, to do I don't it. think anybody is. But I think you can acknowledge that Carson Palmer. Ready to give him a gravestone. Carson Palmer is not living up to his bill. But I think I, Arizona wins. So that. So that's interesting. We've got two games for all our our, our listeners out there to really pay attention to uh, in terms of pickups. We've got the Dallas Arizona game, and we've got the Baltimore Jacksonville game as kind of deciding factors throughout the uh, throughout the pickups. So for there them we go. Jets. Watch out for them, Jets. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. So that is the schedule, ladies and gentlemen. And that's it for our pick'em, and that's it for our show for week three of the Left Coasters podcast. Brett, my man, thank you so much for being a Hey, thank you guys. That was fun, man. I haven't talked football like that in a while. You were wonderful. Sit down with a couple of smart guys and talk a little ball. I love that. Absolutely, and we'll have you uh, absolutely call in whenever you're ready to talk about the Lions while you're off shooting and jet-setting and doing all the other things you do, all the traveling you do. Sounds Uh, good, Anything you got to plug, your Instagram, your Twitter, your friends, your family? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of friends and family back. Back in Michigan, so we're they're, 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 they're wearing the Lions jerseys. Uh, yeah, um, like you said, the show's uh, season three premiere actually uh, this Saturday oh. um, on the 30th. We should have led with that. Yeah, yeah. Set the so, DVRs. So set that up. Set, and then I fly back um, actually this week to go do season four. So wow. we've got two more seasons of The Inspectors on CBS coming out, which is going to be pretty awesome. And, uh, and the NFL season's in full swing, so I'm a happy man. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you again for joining us, Left Coast's Podcast. As always, my name is Tony Cavallo. I'm with Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio. I'm with Brian the Ballerina Balzarini. Thank you for listening to the Left Coast's Podcast, and that's all we got, guys. See you next week. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.